You're listening to the Create What You Speak podcast, where I invite you to come along with me as we shape our own reality together. My intention is to bring out the magic in you. Now let's get started. Run away from the humdrum. We'll go to a place that is safe from greed, anger, and boredom. We'll dance and sing till sundown, and feast with abandon. We'll sleep when the morning comes, and we'll rise by the sound of the bird song. My name is Sloane Fremont, and today I'm going to talk to you about expanding your limits. Are y'all ready, Coachella? I want to see everybody from the front to the back. Put your hand up. Singing now. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast, another episode this week, and I'm really excited this week because I have something fun to tell you about. It's something I've been working on, I mentioned for a while now, um, and so I get to tell you about that finally. Um, okay, so as you know, we are continuing our theme this month of letting it be a new beginning, and this week I want to give you an example from my own life about truly letting something be a new beginning and how in doing that I was able to expand my limits, which is our topic this week. And I'm sharing this because my hope is that you might have a similar experience in your own life. And so that's what we're going to get into this week. But before we do, let me tell you about what I've been working on. One of my favorite things to do has been for a long time is develop courses, products, classes, anything of that nature to teach other people about the things that have helped me change my life. There's, I just have this like passion for that and like this, this deep desire to be able to help other people with that. And I've had the idea for a long time (laughs) for a course based on what I talk about in this podcast. And it's been in my mind. I've visualized it. I've pictured it. And this weekend I finally sat down and I put it all together and it came together so easy, so fast, and it was so fun. And I really realized how much I missed doing that kind of stuff. And so the course is called 33 Days of Magic. And I, I love that name. I just everything about this I just absolutely love. And the intention of this course is that it's to really help you start to transform your life on a daily basis by doing those things that we talk about in this show. So it's 33 affirmations over its one affirmation per day over 33 days. And I take you through a process each day so you can really start to focus in on those affirmations and really start to change your life. This is the process that I've used in my own life. I used it when I was moving to Nashville, when I called in my wonderfully amazing boyfriend. And I've used it with my finances to really be at a point with um, my finances that I never really worry about money anymore. And so I'm really excited about this and I love how it turned out. I created it with this this magical vibe that just felt really good to me. And even like from the fonts I chose to, I chose a really dark purple color with like gold stars throughout and I just love it. And I'm so proud of what I've created. So if you are interested, if you want to learn more, go to 33daysofmagic.com. It's just the number 33daysofmagic.com. And also if you sign up for my newsletter on my website, sloanfremont.com, you're going to get an email that will um, send you a a discount code instantly for the product. So you'll be able to sign up and you'll get the email and you'll get a discount. So I'm excited to bring this to you. I'm going to be bringing more courses. Like I said, I just rediscovered doing something that I absolutely love. So I'm excited to, to bring that to you. All right. One other interesting thing I wanted to share this week. Um, And it's in this topic of staying at home. So 
we have this newspaper here in Nashville called The Contributor, and it's a program where it allows homeless people to um, be able to get back on their feet. And what it is, it's um, the people become vendors of the newspaper, and basically they own their own business. So they sell the newspapers throughout Nashville um, as a way to get back on their feet. And if you've ever been here, you've, you've seen these people, they're on our corners, and they're some of the nicest people you will ever meet. And so I always try to buy a paper, or at least donate every time I see them. And... The articles in the paper are written by the vendors and other homeless individuals in the Nashville area. And there was one article, and it's been the past week or so, by a woman named Vicki. And she asked the question in, in her article, what's so bad about staying at home? What's so bad about staying at home? And I read that and I thought, it, it like caught my attention. I was like, huh. And so the article talks about how you know, how we spend hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars on our homes, right? Like picking just the right home and decorating it just the way we like it. And then we spend years and years paying it off. And so what's so bad about staying at home, <laughs> right? We wanted these homes, right? We, we wanted these homes. So, you know, she gave the perspective in the article about using this time to appreciate our beautiful homes instead of being mad that we have to stay home. And she also talked about like part of the article talks about like homeless people setting up their tents in such a way like in their homes in such a way that they love them in in making them feel like home for them and I just I love the article I love the perspective that we could use this time to appreciate the homes we have and, and remember why we wanted them so badly in the first place and what's so bad about staying at home and it, I'll admit at first this it was a little hard for me like I'm sure maybe it is for you, um, has been for you, the whole staying at home thing. But reading this, this it just gave me a different perspective. And I really like the question, what's so bad about staying at home? And so I wanted to share that with you this week. So if you have any thoughts on that or, um, you know, you want to share anything, I'd love to hear it. You can email me, sloanfremont at gmail.com. All right, so let's get on to this week's topic of expanding your limits. Okay, so as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're continuing our theme this month of, of letting it be a new beginning, like truly letting it be a new beginning. And I wanted to give you an example from my own life about truly letting something be a new beginning and, and, and how I was, when I did that, I was able to expand my limits beyond anything I thought was absolutely possible. And I'm sharing this because my hope is that you might have a, you know, there may be something in your life that you can benefit from listening to this story. So I need to give you a little backstory to set the stage for this one. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I'm a huge fan of Abraham Hicks, and I credit their teachings to being really one of the top two influences of changing my life. And since the pandemic, Esther has been doing broadcasts, like live broadcasts three times a week since they're unable to hold their normal live workshops that they would do. And she channels Abraham during this time and you can submit questions to Abraham as if you are in the hot seat. Like they call it the hot seat when you go to one of their workshops and you get to go up on stage and ask your question. So I wrote in after one of the first broadcasts about this issue I've had with my neighbors. So let me read to you what I wrote. Abraham, I can't stand my neighbors. They have a dog that barks all hours of the day and night right outside my window. In addition, they've put a fence up for the dog that requires them to walk through my yard with their trash cans, mowers, etc. They never once approached me about this and asked if they could do this. And when anyone comes to their house to do any maintenance, the drivers just use my driveway in order to access their house, often without permission from me. 
We have very small, narrow lots. We live in the city, and we're very cl- in very close quarters. I've tried everything I can think of, all your processes, and I feel like I still feel like I'm stuck in a vibration of anger and rage with my neighbors. This started long before the virus, but since everyone is at home now, I feel like it's getting worse. And so I go on to ask, can you please help me to let go? Like, I wanted to let go of this. Like, I'm tired of being mad and resistant, and I wanted some improvement on the topic. And so... I remember that day that I wrote that because I, I was like at my limit with this neighbor, right? Like with the dogs and the fucking barking. And I'm like, God damn, you know, what the fuck? And for once, can you like shut the fuck up? And so I submit the question. And then on the next live broadcast, Esther reads my question. And so here was the response to this, this question about the neighbors and the dog. So she was, she started talking about how right now during the quarantine that really there's a magnifying glass over everything, right? Like we 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 all know that, right? Being home, there's things like if you're around people, it's magnified. Your neighbors, it's magnified. Being around your own self to being alone, that's magnified, right? So we're all facing that right now, and so if we have this, their term is shortage consciousness, which is really like focused on lack, then that's going to be more amplified during this time. But if we have abundance consciousness where we are more focused on abundance, obviously, that's going to be amplified during this time. And so one of the strongest subjects in the world that activates or is often activating this shortest consciousness is property. And then she also talked about money and time. And so in this case, the, the, the thought of property shortage consciousness, right? Like I own this and you shouldn't be on it and I I should give you my permission. And and so that I had this vibration or this feeling of the shortage consciousness. And before I go on, I want to pause and say that I didn't like hearing that. (laughs) I know I knew that was right, but I didn't like hearing that. And so as she was talking about this, I was like, okay, uh uh-huh. And, you know, it's helping me see this blind spot within myself that I knew was there. And that's what I was asking for. I wanted help on this because I was blind to the whole thing. So she's talking about the shortest consciousness. And then she talks about how, well, really we all have so much that we're sharing, right? We share the sunshine and the rain and the air and the way our plants go grow, right? Like nothing is being trucked in from other planets, right? We all share these, these elements. And, And she was talking about finding more of an abundance consciousness relative to all aspects of our life, like focusing in that in that place. And so then she talked about this one time where Esther and Jerry were in New York City and Esther was driving in the city and she was a stickler for rules with signaling and stopping at red lights and things and not breaking the rules. And in New York City, when she was doing this, this was her following the rules was actually causing the wrath of other drivers around her who didn't want her to stop because the light was red, right? They wanted her to just move organically through the traffic. And so as she was driving with Jerry, which is her late husband, um, Jerry said, look around you and, and do your best to go with the flow. Apparently, the rules are different here, so there, there's not likely that there's going to be any negative repercussion for you here. So why not just relax and go with the flow? And so she goes on to say that Esther looked at what was happening and began to move more organically through the traffic, like finding an opening for her and w- where she saw you know, it fit. And she, and she said what she began to notice was that as she felt the flow of the traffic, that the drivers were yielding to let her in more when she showed an indication of where she wanted to go. But when she was following the rules and signaling, they were like obstinate about it. They wouldn't let her in. They were mad at her. You know, she could see them yelling at her. But when she began just gently going with the flow, they let her in. 
And so she goes on to say, this is what we're suggesting for all of you these days. Just go more with the flow. Like, what difference does it make if they ask to use your yard or driveway or not, right? Like, do you really care if they walk on your ground? And as she put it that way, like to hear someone else say it, I was like, okay, I know this is ridiculous, but I'm still like slightly pissed about it, right? Like, I'm still like, okay. And so she goes on to say, like, don't you like being part of the path of least resistance for someone else? And, and she says, in time, as your, sort, as your shortage consciousness lifts, you'll begin to enjoy how good it feels to share everything that's yours with everyone who's a vibrational match. And everyone isn't going to ask. So try loving them and in your mind feeling appreciation that they found their path of least resistance and appreciating how you've made this path your path makes it easier for them. And once your shortage consciousness diminishes, those around you will yield for you as well. And conversations of cooperation will happen all around you. Now, let me tell you, okay, at the end of this, I, I was, this was back on March 31st. And that's when I asked the question and received the answer. And so, as I said, when I thought about this more, I just didn't like that suggestion that I was focusing more on the lack or the shortage consciousness. Like that didn't feel good to me. I felt like, well, I don't really believe that. Like I don't live in a lackful state. Like I don't believe that. But there was a sticking point with this topic for me where I knew I was, like I said, there was something I was blind to that I could not see. That was just, it was still like, it, it, it stuck there for me. That's the best way I can use to describe it. And so I took what I listened again to what she said and I and I started to think about that and I decided to focus on all those things that we do share like she suggested. So focusing on like the sun and the sky and the air, right? And the rain and you know whatever, the wind and we all share these things, right? And I know it seems silly and dumb, but simply doing that was enough for me to help me shift my focus away from those feelings of things that weren't making me feel good, like the dog and the using my yard with the trash and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, this had been going on for a year and a half. And I was at my point with this where I was like, I can't keep fucking doing this to myself. Like, I can't keep being enraged about this every time I hear this dog bark or every time I hear them, you know, with the trash cans or, you know, whatever. And so I started focusing on the things that we do share. Like that, that was my shift in perspective and time goes on. And, and I remember, you know, this has only been like two months, right? Not even, not even two. Well, yeah, like two months. And I remember feeling there after that, like this resistance started to drop in me and I could feel like, I don't want to have this anger anymore. Like I would actually like to get along with these neighbors. Like the dissatisfaction with them is it's gone on for so long and I'm tired of it. I would like this to end. So I go on, right? It's two months by whatever. And last weekend was my birthday. And so the guy that I'm dating, who I will start calling my boyfriend, <laughs> now played a pivotal role in things changing. And so we had a big change last weekend. So I wrote back to Abraham to give an update on this, which was also read on the live broadcast again. And, and so this, this sums up the story. So I want to read it to you, what I said. Abraham, I wanted to tell you about a quarantine miracle. In one of your first broadcasts, I wrote in telling you about how I couldn't stand my neighbors. They have dogs that barked all hours. They use my yard without asking, etc. You talked in that broadcast about shortage consciousness, and that really made me stop and think. I began to adjust my thoughts about the neighbors and the dogs every time I thought about them. Instead of being angry, I thought about how much there is to go around, how much space we share, like the air, the sky, etc. I focused on as much good as I could. And let me say, as a side note on that, that wasn't always easy for me. Like I, it was very rarely I was finding something good about that. 
Um, this past weekend was my birthday and my boyfriend and I got a grill. While I was inside, he asked the neighbors on both sides of my house, including the ones with the barking dogs, if they would like to come over for a barbecue. Both sets of neighbors came, even the one with the barking dogs, and we had the best time. Abraham, this is something I never thought would be possible, but it happened, and I'm so thankful for the experience. The neighbors and I talk now when we see each other out in the yard. I really haven't heard the dogs barking, and the thought of me being so mad at them for using my yard now makes me laugh. And I go on to say I appreciate the experience, and, and I'm thankful. And I, I'm telling you guys, like, that's what happened. Like, he, he, I was inside. We got the grill. I went inside. To, I was making some things, and he said, I asked your neighbors on the other side to come over. And I was like, okay. He was kind of trying to do it as a surprise, but um, it was Sunday afternoon, and my friends had all been over the Friday night before, and so he wanted people to come over. And so he asked the one neighbors that I do get along with, and he said, I, I said something to the other neighbors. And I said, what? And he's like, well, I didn't know. I didn't want you to be mad. And I was like, no, that's okay. That's okay. Invite them and see if they want to come over. And they did. And I'm telling you, never in a million years did I think those neighbors would be standing in my kitchen. But once they were, I was like, why? Why was I so mad about that? Like, why? Like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I act like that? And I, 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 I can't tell you, like, how good that felt. Like, it was amazing to have them over and, and end that anger I had within myself about it. And really to truly let it be a new beginning with them. Like, we didn't talk about anything. Like, nobody really, we had gotten in an argument once like a year or so ago, and nobody talked about that. We didn't talk about the dogs, you know, nothing. It was just, it was literally a new beginning. And my boyfriend was somewhat clueless to the whole thing. Like, he knew a little bit, but he hadn't, you know, been around for the whole thing. And I think his like blissful ignorance in it really helped make this situation so much better because he wasn't carrying any baggage about it, right? He was just, I'll just ask him, like he didn't really even see the big deal. And to me, it was like, oh my God, right? Like I can't even believe this. And so it really was truly a new beginning and one that completely expanded my limits on what I thought was possible. And so... I'm still, as I'm telling you the story, I still really can't believe this happened. And now I do, like, I just saw the neighbor this morning and, and we talk and that it's just so much, oh God, I can't even tell you so much better, so much better. And so I'm sharing this story with you this week because just of this expansive state that I'm in now after this dynamic shift in the relationship with my neighbors, I never, 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 never thought this would be possible. I thought you know, in this situation, I thought there was a limit as to where where that was. And now I see that's not. Like, there was no limit on the situation. None. Zero. It was the limit I put on there in my anger and my rage. And, and that has me wondering, like, what's next? Like, what else can I expand in my life that I never in a million years thought would be possible? Right? Like, what else? Because there's so much ready to be expanded on. Right? And I... I I also love this as part of the story. I love that my questions got read on the live broadcast um, twice for Abraham. And, and actually, I, there was three. I, my questions got read three times. Every time I submitted a question, it got read. But the third one was on another topic that was unrelated. And I'll, I'll talk to you about that on another day. But I love that my questions got submitted to Abraham and read on the live broadcast. Because that was something I wanted, was to get in the hot seat with Abraham. And it didn't happen in the way I expected. But it was still amazing. It was still amazing, nonetheless. And... I looking back over that those like two months and like seeing how short of a time it didn't really take that long, but how much of a shift happened 
it, it just, it, again, it has me thinking about this. There's just so much expansion that's available to us, but we just limit ourselves with our own thoughts, our expectations, our patterns, our, you know, our behaviors. But what is really possible if we just let go and go with the flow? Just as Abraham said, right? Let's just let go and go with the flow. Even if it doesn't look like the particular right thing or it doesn't look like you know what we thought it was going to look like what if we just let go and go with the flow like what else is available for us and have we closed off our limits or will we actually allow things to keep getting better and better for us that was another thing I realized with this is that I wasn't letting things get better and better I was putting a cap on how good things could get and so maybe you're doing that too I don't know it's something I think I'm looking at that in other areas of my life too but so as you move forward this week, where can you raise your limits on what you thought was possible? And where can you let in more? Where can you expand? Where can you allow it to keep getting better and better so you can let in more and you can expand more? There, there's just so many ways this can happen. I, I, who know The possibilities, I'm telling you, this is another one of those things with the neighbors. I have proved to myself once again that anything is possible. And you can do the same. You can do the exact same thing in your life. There are so many ways this can happen. And the choice is up to you as to what you want to let in. All right. I love, I, I love this story this week. I love telling you this. I love the feeling I get about it now. Um, I love it. I love telling you this. Um, so, all right, I'm going to wrap up the show. And, and before I do, I'm going to leave you with this. We started talking at the beginning of the show about our monthly thing, theme of letting it be a new beginning. And as part of letting things be a new begin, beginning, we have to really be willing to expand our limits on what we think is possible and really just start new again, just like I do with my neighbors. Like no need to go back and rehash it all out. No need to discuss it or no need to, you know, rationalize it. Just it's clean. It, the, the slate is clean. Let's just let it be a new beginning. And sometimes that takes us being willing to let others step in and help us, even when they don't really realize they're doing it, just like my boyfriend did. He didn't really understand the level of impact that had, had on me until afterwards when we talked about it. He, he wasn't fully aware of that, but I'm so grateful for him for doing that, like stepping in and, and asking them to come over and um, allowing that beautiful afternoon to, to happen. And I think also we, we have to most importantly within ourselves be willing to say yes, right? Say yes, to go to the, go with the flow and do something different, right? It would have been very easy for me that afternoon to just say, nope, don't invite them. Nope, don't invite them. But he brought that up and I, I said, yeah, let, let's do it. Let's see what they say. I didn't know if they would come. I had no idea, but I was so thankful that they did. So I hope you can take this into your week and, and apply it in some area or in your own life to, to truly let something in your life be a new beginning. All right, so I will talk about the songs I picked this week and close this out. And don't forget, I mentioned at the beginning of the show about my 33 Days of Magic course. You can visit 33daysofmagic.com to learn more. It's just the number 33daysofmagic.com to learn more. Also, if you go to my website, sloanfremont.com, if you sign up for my newsletter, um, I'll be emailing you a discount on that course. So, all right, let's talk about songs and then I will close this out. All right, the intro song is uh, Miente by J Balvin. Um, this is the homecoming version of the Beyonce concert. Um, I don't know why I love this song, especially the live one. I just love the song. Like, every time it comes on, it's like a party song. It feels good to me. I love the live version. So um, that is the intro song. Um, outro song is called Demons by James Morrison. I really don't know a lot about this guy. Um, K 
came on my I don't even know I'm sure it came on my Spotify list but I love this song I think we can all relate to this and especially as we think about letting it be a new beginning and expanding our limits he says this I won't break and I won't run this time I won't be afraid I got demons I got demons trying to get me but they'll never take me down I'm only human underneath my skin the cuts run deep I just need a little time to work them out They try their best to pull me under. That's when I reach for your hand. Never bow because we're all kings. We are rulers of our minds. Yes, we are. I know there's an angel watching over me. I see your wings are open wide. I won't break. I won't run. This time I won't be afraid. We are all rulers of our minds. Yes, we are. I love that. Love that. The song Demons, right? We've all got it. We've all got those reasons. Demons come in different ways, right? Demons, to me, they're, they're... it's the thoughts, it's those negative, it's those bad feeling thoughts that we think. Those to me are, are our demons. And those, we've all got them, right? We've all got excuses for why we don't say yes to inviting the neighbors over. But what if we did? What if we just did something different and allowed it to be a new beginning and expanded our limits? I think you might be surprised at where it takes you. I know I was. All right, that's it this week for our topic of expanding your limits. I would love to know what you think of the episode. If you have questions, I would love to hear from you. You can email me, sloanfremont at gmail.com. My website is sloanfremont.com. I'm on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, YouTube. I think that's it. (laughs) Sloan Fremont. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends. And thanks for listening this week. Remember, you have the capacity to step into anything you want, expand your limits, and let it be a new beginning. I won't break and I won't run. This time I won't be afraid of